Hello, you're listening to the current affairs edition of The Art of the Matter, because however low ratings get, there's always terrible things to exploit. This week we'll have a look at the temporary disappearance of Spotify and check in on our Natsuki corner for a conspiracy theory. But first, this just in. Today the university expects to see a new report on the role of ethnic minorities within Cambridge and of course like all right-minded people we're hoping we'll see a flood of students from different backgrounds pouring into the city. We'll now cross over live via satellite to the Art of the Matters ethnic minorities correspondent Justin Haynes. Hello Justin. Hi. Hi. So today we expect to see the publication of this new ethnic minorities report. Um, can you see an increase in the ethnic population where you are? Not really. I was very excited to see some ethnic minorities, but uh, everything kind of looks the same. I may have seen a Klingon a few moments ago, but it was probably on its way to see Star Trek, so I don't think that counts. But you know, I'm sure a whole heap of ethnic minorities are about to come over the horizon. Oh, well, keep looking. We'll check back in with you later. That was Justin Haynes, Senior Immigration Correspondent and Minority Spotter-in-Chief. And now, an in-depth look at the terrible event which hit Homerton College this week. Spotify is a music streaming service. It originates in Sweden and it's totally free. You can log on and stream any song you want for no fiscal charge, as long as you agree to also listen to a few adverts every ten minutes. This week, Homerton College was rocked off its access as Spotify stopped working. McAfee Internet Control suddenly labelled it a virus, and the nation's favourite semi-illegal music service had gone. Students all around the college were left broken-hearted and desolate as the power of music was banished from their lives. So how did they cope in a Spotify-free world? Joining us now to discuss this phenomenon is our Spotify correspondent, Zander Edmonds. Mr Edmonds, good morning. Hello, I'm very happy you invited me here to discuss this issue. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean, hello? What? Well, I mean... Hello. It's a it's a standard form of greeting. No, 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 no. This is news radio. You don't say hello. You say good morning. Whatever time of day it is, you say good morning. Got it? Oh, uh, right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Joining us to discuss this phenomenon is our Spotify correspondent, Zander Edmonds. Mr. Edmonds, good morning. Good morning. Much better. So, what I'd like you to do, Zander, is go through the situation analytically, telling us what went wrong, how it went wrong, what was the reaction of people in the know, you know, IT technicians and such, and how did people on the ground floor of the university react? Okay, can you do that for us? Well, I I think I could, but it's a little difficult, really. What? Well, it's it's a difficult thing you're asking me to do here. Why? This is a news programme. You do need to demonstrate an ability to analyse the news. But it's, it's so fresh. There's so much raw emotion here. So much heartbreak. And so much misery. There's just... There's only one way that we can express this extraordinary pain felt in such times. Wait a minute. Don't you mean extraordinary? No, I, I, I mean extraordinary. Anyway, well, I, I mean, there's, there's only one thing that can really express such intense pain. The pain that comes with loss of a loved one. When something you love is gone and you know it can never come back. There's only one way to express something that terrible. What's that? A song, my friend. A song. Wednesday morning at 5pm as the day begins Ignoring essays I wish were not mine Pushing aside empty bottles of wine 
I cross the room to my laptop hoping to hear a song Waiting for Jonathan's voice to come through We hope you're enjoying Spotify as much as we do it's we wasted most of our lives Stopped streaming Sacrificed most of our lives Fuck It stopped us from ever having to We buy. spoke too soon so it's back to iTunes for all music fans Bye bye IT department are sitting round playing solitaire Turning their noses up at our despair Eating and joking like they do not care We queue at the desk for hours saying our playlist gone How could you treat us so thoughtlessly What should we do when in need of Jay-Z She threw away our degree Stopped streaming So we could stream MP Oh no! Now our collection is gone on the Spotify's moon. gone, but we must soldier on in the library. Bye bye. Friday morning at nine o'clock, it has all been fixed. So to our laptops we come rushing back Streaming the latest tune from Dan Lassac She... Spotify's comeback you see Is coming Musicians won't get our money Back Music's the one thing we think should be free Music industry will come to its knees due to Spotify Bye bye Music is free Bye bye We hope you're enjoying Spotify as much as we do that was fucking good. Wait, what? It it came right back? Yes, absolutely. Spotify was down for about <clears throat> seven hours, and then it came right back. By 9 o'clock a.m. on Friday morning, um, everyone in Homerton was downloading it. Well, wait, what's the point in writing about it, then? Sorry, what do you mean? Well, why are we supposed to care if it came back straight away? Because in the average day of a Cambridge student's life, um, which I mean is an entire day we have nothing to do but work, um, this sort of thing is a major occurrence. This is Cambridge News Radio, not National News Radio. It's a tiny community such as this. Um, news organisations have no choice but to blow things out of proportion. And by the standards set by Varsity and the Cambridge student, this is a barnstorming revolution. It's perspective. This is a small community, so we have to make stories bigger.
Oh, I see. Zander Edmonds, Spotify correspondent, thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much myself for some excellent reporting. Time to check in with Justin Haynes, our ethnic minorities correspondent. Um, are there any more ethnic minorities where you are, Justin? Well, not really. In fact, I think there's less because I seem to have scared some away with my ethnic biscuits. Wait, what? What are ethnic bis... Okay, never mind, never mind. Um, but seriously, there's been no change? No. Because you've been standing there at least ten minutes. You would have thought some ethnic minorities would have turned up by now. N- no, I have no idea where they've got to. Right, that's very perplexing. Well, we'll check back in later. Hopefully there'll have been an improvement. Next up, listeners, I know how many people tune in to hear conspiracy theory stories on the radio. So, I asked Toby Bonsey and Natsky to present one specific to Cambridge. Let's see what he came up with. Welcome, listeners, to Natsky FM's Conspiracy Corner with me, Toby Bonsey. Each week, this section of the broadcast aims to present a different plot or plan which has been kept from our attention for too long, to open your eyes to the deceptions happening all around you. Tonight's conspiracy theory listeners will surely send shockwaves through the heart of the university's radio scene. In fact, it concerns the very podcast you are listening to right now. Allow me to explain. During the past six months, To the amazement of the university's media establishment, the art of the matter has sent a storm of publicity and popularity buzzing around the city. And tonight, live and exclusive, I can reveal that this noble programme has been written and produced in the shadow of a terrible cover-up. You may or may not know that the art of the matter was invented and hosted by Dan Jones, a Homerton English student armed with a laptop and portable microphone, in his first ever extended run on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I know. So you can just start off, uh, start off at any point where there was a, a, a tiny gap. You may or may not know that The Art of the Matter was invented and hosted by Dan Jones, a Homerton English student armed with a laptop and portable microphone. In his first ever extended run on the radio, Dan issued the following challenge to all drinking societies across Cambridge, but specifically the Homerton Blackguards. This clip is taken from The Art of the Matter's second episode. I plan to go one step further, to eradicate those blood-sucking, career-ruining societies myself. I hereby issue a challenge to any member of any drink sock university-wide. A drink-off. Man-on-man, king versus queen. The person who downs the most shots in two minutes will be the victor. It has long been assumed among Art of the Matters scholars that this challenge was not accepted that Dan was allowed to continue to skulk through the back alleys of student radio unmolested. However, going through some 8-track tapes in the Fitzwilliam a few days ago, I stumbled across an old recording which read, Art of the Matter Secret Drink-Off. I realised that this must be the infamous Homerton Blackguards drinking competition, the existence of which had been denied by so many. I played the tape. This is what I heard. Oh, hello, it's awfully good to have a drinking competition with you. Uh, I'm very excited, so what are we going to go for? Lemonades? Fuck you, ponce. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the bombshell? Dan Jones, host of The Art of the Matter, is dead. What's more, he's been dead for some time. This tragic incident took place shortly after the publication of The Art of the Matter's second episode. 
Every show which has been released since then has been nothing more than a hoax, a fake art of the matter, which bears no true relation to the original programme. Hosted by an imposter Dan Jones, put in place by CUR 1350 to maintain the massive profits and widespread critical acclaim that have been generated by the programme. But, you may well ask, whose voice have I been hearing for all these months, if not Dan's? I have a theory, listeners. On the 12th of December 2008, Churchill College held their first annual Art of the Matter Soundalike contest, where young voice artists competed to see who could do the best Dan Jones impression. The winner was a young physicist from Peterhouse by the name of Arthur Johnson. Several days after the murder of Dan, Arthur Johnson disappeared, missing, presumed sent down. Let's think about that name a bit more closely. Arthur, which can be turned into art. Physics, which is often the study of matter. Need I say any more? This young physicist has clearly been bribed by CUR 1350 to go into hiding and present a fake version of our favourite radio broadcast and trick us all into increasing their listenership. You may be wondering how I can be so confident of Dan's death. It's simple. Every single podcast recorded since this tragic incident has been shot through with clues, with hints about CUR 1350's deception and corruption. Someone's been trying to tell us that Dan has died, to let us know we were fooled. Who planted these clues I cannot tell you, perhaps a mischievous producer, or rebellious recording technician. All we know is that these hints and messages exist, and they are trying to reach out to us. Some audio clues become clear in the very first show after Dan's death, the Footlight Special. The fake Dan began to say things which seemed extremely out of character, for example... Fresh from the piping hot controversy caused by our last episode, a documentary on the moral retardation of Cambridge drinking societies, I've decided to play it safe this week and not offend a single soul by offering up a feature-length special on the idiocy and inadequacy of the Cambridge footlights. Should be a smooth ride. I hope you like it. I only make it for your enjoyment. The real Dan, God rest his soul, made it clear from the start that he wasn't in this for us. He was in it for himself. The true host of the art of the matter would never profess to care about what his listeners thought. Arthur the physicist, or shall we call him art of the matter, had slipped up. I started to pay closer attention and began to discover more hidden messages. Listen to this clip from the same episode. Keep clicking onto the website www.cambridgecomedy.blogspot.com that's www.cambridgecomedy.blogspot.com and enjoying the interesting collection of scrap metal and tidbits there gathered. Listen to the fake Dan's choice of words here, listeners. Scrap metal and tidbits. Notice the incredible similarity between this choice of phrasing and the Hindu expression skrameta at tibis, translating as he is dead. Kill his usurper. And that's not all. You may remember that in Series 1, Episode 4, the fake Dan recorded a romantic tribute by the name of Take a Chunder on Me. Here's a clip. This if you're feeling bad, don't know how much wine you've had, honey, I'm still free. Take a chunder on me. If you feel it coming through and you need to bath, I'll be right there next to you just to make you laugh. If you're on your own and you're heaving cash, 
carrots up Honey, I'm still free Take a chunder on me Gonna do my very best Gonna catch your spew Gonna rub it on my chest Do it just for you Now let's listen to that play backwards I killed Dad in a drinking competition I killed him Newcastle will be relegated from the Premier League I killed Dan Jones in a drinking competition I killed him Furthermore, if we log on to the Art of the Matter website, www.cambridgecomedy.blogspot.com, we can find a telling visual clue. In the top right-hand corner of the homepage, you see a picture of Dan holding up a burnt t-shirt. As we know, Dan had been cultivating an interest in softcore pornography before his death. It's a well-known fact that in the visual language of softcore, the image of a tattered shirt represents death, and the desire for revenge. This picture, therefore, represents a hidden indicator of Dan's passing. But the most obvious clue of all, listeners, is the creative direction the show has taken since Dan's death. Consider, before he died, this was a topical discussion show consisting of a series of lectures and interviews. Now that Arthur the Usurper is in charge, the level of experimentation in the programme has increased tenfold. Gone is the old conservative style. Now we have sonnet chart shows, carry-on spoofs, Natsuki specials. Under the reign of this terrifying imposter, the programme has abandoned its original artistic goals. Could we have any more need for proof? Dan Jones is dead, and has been dead for some time. All of us, as Art of the Matter listeners, have been tricked. Well, I say no longer. We need to show CUR1350 that they cannot play us like that, that we will not let them, we must take action, and here's what I propose we do. Listeners, uh, we seem to be experiencing some technical difficulties, so don't listen to any of that. Oh, wh- what a load of old stuff and nonsense. Um, listeners, I think it's very important that you forget everything you just heard. Uh, in fact, I think it's possible it was a pirate broadcast. It was probably illegal, so you may get arrested for, for even having heard it. So um, just keep quiet about it and don't tell any of your friends. But you don't need to worry, listeners. You all know that I'm Arthur. Dan! Um, you all know I'm Dan. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> maybe... Maybe it's time for us to check back in with our race relations correspondent, Justin Haynes. Um, Justin, uh, can you see any more ethnic minorities where you are? Hi, Arthur. I mean, Dan, this really is the most static bloody university I've ever seen. I give up. There's no point. I've been standing here 40 minutes now, and I can't see any more ethnic minorities than when I started. This job sucks. I'm off to monitor gender equality instead. I hear that's really fast-moving and infinitely more sexy. You could take your ethnic minorities and shove them. Justin Haynes former race relations correspondent, thank you. And thanks for listening to the current affairs edition of the Art of the Matter. We'll try a different genre of radio next week. Toodles! (laughs) 